Welcome to Vitality Mindset Made Simple, where we take the stress out of being healthy. I'm your host, Dr. Debbie Osmond, and I very sincerely thank you for joining me. You know, I'm sitting here in my closet. Before COVID, I was going to get rid of a bunch of my old clothes, and then we decided to to think about starting a podcast. So I have a lot of things around me I haven't worn, but I'm picturing you. I'm thinking about some of you are out walking, listening. Some of you are in your car. Some of you are, you know, working in the garage or doing the dishes or or just whatever, listening. And I thank you for that. I, I'm just picturing, you know, the us as a big group of friends uh, talking about how to have more vitality. So it's, it's I thank you for that. Um, I want you to picture something. Picture yourself walking along on a sunny day, just minding your own business, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you get plopped on with a giant scoop of bird poop. So how in the world does this relate to type 2 diabetes? This is information you're going to want. So the year was 1973, and I was a freshman in high school. Uh, My mom, I didn't drive, of course. My mom would always pick me up uh, by the gym because I was in sixth-hour sports, and that's where the the running field was and all of that. So I can clearly remember uh, the sunny springtime day, and here I was just, you know, my head in the clouds, uh, walking along, loving life, thinking about, you know, going home, thinking about shooting some baskets, getting my homework done, uh, when all of the sudden, a giant blob of bird poop landed on the side of my head. So it even kind of like dripped down onto my arm, um, the arm that I was carrying my books in. I remember like like swatting it with my other hand and just smearing it around, you know, making it worse. And um you know, that's that was before I knew any bad words. Um, I grew up in a home where my dad, you know, never said a bad word, and I appreciate that. But I have learned some in the meantime. But that was before I learned, and he didn't say anything. But I'll never forget the feeling. I mean, it was just like, wait a second. I wasn't, I didn't do anything to cause this. What are you doing to me? So, so what in the world does this have to do with type 2 diabetes? You know, you, you don't know all those those scenes that are in the recesses of your mind. But this scene totally popped into my brain uh, almost 40 years later. I mean, dang, that makes me sound old. I don't feel old, but it was, you know, 40 years later. Um, This, you know, this bomber attack by the bird uh, re, you know, reconnected with my thoughts at a very strange time. Um, it was during the prayer request at church of all places. Uh, at the time, Mike and I were co-leading a 20-something class in Sunday school. And there was a 23-year-old who um, raised her hand. She was uh, a, a great girl, super talented, super intelligent. Uh, and she sort of like like raised her hand. Actually, she raised the hand that had two donuts in it. And, and in her other hand, she had a giant soda. Um, so she, she said tearfully, uh, pray for me. The doctor says I'm getting type two diabetes, you know, and I mean, I can just hear it. Uh, and she just kind of started, you know, weeping after that, um, you know, pray for me. The doctor said that I'm getting type two diabetes. So, so that's when my brain vividly recalled the scene in 1973. I mean, I felt a lot of empathy for her. It was, it was as if 
This bright young woman totally believed that her diagnosis was random and that she was a victim of some kind of diabetes bird that had just flown over and pooped diabetes into her life and that she was totally powerless. I mean, her forlorn expression and tearful request just really, really troubled me. Uh, at, At the time, I was already starting all of my uh, integrative medicine education, and um, and I was very committed to not giving unsolicited advice, but but I wanted to because I could see her her health trajectory. I could see that it was not going to be good. Um, now this it's really sad when you see someone facing a situation in which they feel no hope, uh, in where they see themselves, you know, just defenseless. Uh, so I want to note that um, there are there are diseases that are maybe pooping birds. I mean, uh, because there are things in life that happen that we can't help, that we didn't do anything to cause, that we are just walking along on a spring day and boom. I mean, those are things like multiple sclerosis, ankylosing spondylitis, for example. I mean, some cancers. There's there's quite a few things that are disorders that are not caused by lifestyle that you don't have a whole lot of control over. Uh, there's a lot of those things. So I'm not talking about those things today. I'm talking about these inflammatory lifestyle diseases that the that the world is suffering from that are based on our uh, our daily actions. So, take heart. Diabetes type 2 diabetes is not a pooping bird. The good news is that it does not just randomly drop on you one day. Uh when you least expect it. There's a lot of things you can do. Type 2 diabetes is as I said, is a chronic inflammatory disease over which you have enormous control. And and so many times the lifestyle modifications are small. There are things that won't get in your way. They won't ruin your fun. They won't keep you from going to the party. Now, you can have the genetic tendency toward developing type 2 diabetes, but lifestyle is the main determinant. Uh, It's in the category of genetics loads the gun, but lifestyle pulls the trigger. You can have a genetic tendency toward type 2 diabetes, but you have a lot that you know, you can change your trajectory. So note, we're talking about type 2 diabetes today, which is related to lifestyle. It's very, very different from type 1 diabetes, which is an autoimmune disorder. And I would say that type 1 diabetes is a pooping bird. In type 1 diabetes, uh, the pancreas uh, produces little or no insulin, and, and it's very, very dangerous. So today's podcast will contain two parts. In the first section, I want to talk about the real complications of type 2 diabetes. We tend to forget that it's really a big deal. And even though it's so common, uh, we, we don't want to ignore it. In the second section, I want to talk about some simple numbers that you must know to protect yourself. These are you know, part of a blood test that you can request, uh, and you can have an have early, early, early uh, warning that your blood sugar is getting out of whack. So type 2 diabetes is really a modern day epidemic. And I'm very serious when I say the word epidemic. Now, unfortunately, uh, it's so prevalent that it's almost considered normal. I mean, people often do not take it seriously uh, especially in the early stages. I mean, I've had patients come in and say to me, oh, I'm healthy, Dr. Debbie. All I have is pre-diabetes. And my doctor said not to worry about it at all. Don't change anything. But 
almost half the population is either diabetic or pre-diabetic. And when you're pre-diabetic, you're headed toward full-blown diabetes uh, if you don't make some some changes. So it's, it's everywhere. I mean, it's not just in old people anymore. I see teenagers. I see children who've been diagnosed. When I was in dental school back in the 80s, there I sound old again, um, what we call type 2 diabetes was was called adult onset diabetes or uh, diabetes mellitus because it was it was only generally found in older adults. I mean, adult onset. We never thought about it being in kids in those days, uh, but now it's it's pretty you know quite prevalent, uh, too prevalent for sure uh, globally in in adolescents and children. So remember. Um, here at Vitality Mindset Made Simple, when I say normal, I'm actually not referring to something good or to something that promotes energy or something that pro- promotes vitality. You know, when you think about the prevalence of diabetes, we don't want to be normal because normal is that usual, that regular pattern, and it's not sending you into a good place. I mean, normal people are suffering uh, from dehydration, irritation, they're constipated, they're frustrated, they're overscheduled, over, overstimulated, undernourished, underrested. Uh, normal people are totally stressed out and unfortunately may be headed down that road to full-blown diabetes. Uh, normal people don't generally have the mindset that they actually have control over these chronic inflammatory illnesses uh, or over their the trajectory of their health span. That normal, normal is often feeling like you've been pooped on. You know, when you get some diagnosis, uh, it, it can be you know normal normal to feel like you have no choices. But it's but it's not that way at all. You have lots and lots of options, and I want to help give you those options here on Vitality Mindset Made Simple. So first, let's talk about the real complications of type two diabetes. A type 2 diabetes uh, is characterized by elevated levels of glucose, of blood sugar, and that uh, adds up to abnormalities of carbohydrate, fat, and protein metabolism. So it affects every single cell of your body, top to bottom, from your brain to the bottoms of your feet. In, t- in type 2 diabetes, your insulin is not working right. Now, this common disease affects every single tissue, every single cell, because it affects every uh, vascular bed in your body, every blood vessel, every little, every artery and every teeny tiny blood vessel. I mean, there are blood vessels that are this, that are so tiny, they're the size of a hair and type two diabetes affects those. I mean, there's this, ho- this may be the main takeaway of part one, is that you're only as healthy as your vascular system. You're only as healthy as your arteries. So that, because it causes those, those blood vessels to get inflamed, and that inflammation is really the root cause of, of each one of the six major complications of type 2 diabetes. So what are the What are the six major complications of type 2 diabetes? Well, the first one that people so often forget is that type 2 diabetes uh, can cause retinopathy. Now, that's the big word for eye trouble. That includes blindness. Um, Your eyes are full of teeny tiny blood vessels, and your vision depends on healthy delivery of oxygen and nutrients to your eyes and, uh, and also, you know, removing any 
uh, toxins or or uh, you know trash from your blood blood system. Uh, so. So when I tell people that uh, type 2 diabetes is a leading cause of blindness, they're always shocked. I mean, who knew? Another common complication of type 2 diabetes is kidney trouble. The kidneys are a very unappreciated part of the body until they don't work. You know, uh, they are, they're they're like they're a filter that um, removes waste from your blood, keeps your blood clean. They also though help regulate blood pressure. They control hormones. Uh, they they have a big influence on vitamin D and much more. So lots of people you know these days have kidney trouble, and often it's related to uh, abnormal blood sugar levels. Another major complication. Uh, is memory problems uh, known as neuropathy. Uh, these are, you know, all kinds of things um, from brain fog to full-blown memory loss. I mean, type 2 diabetes is a proven risk factor for all kinds of cognitive decline. Uh, Alzheimer's disease, in fact, in the literature, is being referred to these days as type 3 diabetes. That's because type 2 diabetes is such a risk factor for it. And and, and type 2 diabetes causes the inflammation of those tiny, tiny blood vessels. So that greatly impacts uh, memory. Cardiovascular disease is another complication of type 2 diabetes. You've heard about this, and this doesn't surprise you. I've read estimates that there are between you know 30 thousand and sixty thousand miles of blood vessels through the body so you can you can see why it matters uh, so it, it really does hurt the heart and of course w- poor wound healing you hear about uh, uncontrolled diabetics suffering from amputations and this is because the you know, blood and nutrients have to get to the site of the injury. And when those vessels are inflamed, it's sort of like having the roads blocked and emergency vehicles can't get there to help heal that wound. Now, a new complication, or new in the last oh, probably 10 years, is that periodontal disease, gum disease, is considered a an official complication of type 2 diabetes. And once again, it's due to that inflammatory component. And gum disease uh, is also an inflammatory disease, and it involves the loss of the bone support that holds the teeth in place. So the susceptibility to gum disease is increased if your blood sugar is off, probably like threefold uh, in people with type 2 diabetes. And it's a two-way relationship. If you have periodontal disease, if you have any bleeding in your gums, you're going to have more trouble uh, controlling your blood sugar. Super, super interesting. So those those six things, once again, are uh, eye trouble, kidney trouble, memory problems, heart disease, uh, poor wound healing, and gum disease. Those are big things. Those are things that we don't want to take for granted. Those are things that really affect your health trajectory. They affect what you get to do in life. They affect how you feel, and they're super important. Uh, you know, because it's just so common that we can take it for granted. Now, remember, uh, it affects health span. The average lifespan in the United States is about 80 years. And I know we have, you know, 20 or more countries listening, and some of you have higher uh, average lifespans and some of you have lower. We're not at all at the top. We're pretty low. Last time I looked, um, oh my gosh, I think we were like, you know, number 18 or something, maybe lower than that. Uh, But 
the lifespan is really not the important number. It's health span that matters. Health span is when you, you know, feel like running and playing and you get to really, uh, you know, live out your purpose and feel good. Now that the average health span is only about 64 years. So that's a big gap. And the prevalence of type 2 diabetes is a big part of that. Now there's a new term that I've, I've been seeing in the literature called brain span. And that's the difference between lifespan, say 80 years, and brain span, the the number of years that you're thinking clearly, living without brain fog, uh, sleeping well. I mean, that's that's what really matters. We want we want brain span and lifespan to come out even. I'm going to do my best to help you have that. So we've talked about the real complications of type 2 diabetes. So what can you do about it? What action can you take to avoid these complications? You know, there are um, there are things you can do. Today, I want to just tell you about uh, three numbers that you that you need to know, three basic uh, lab tests, um, I'm going to call them, that, that can help you take charge of your health. So first of all, you need to know what your hemoglobin A1C is. Now, this is a powerful number because it is a measure of hemoglobin that is is chemically linked to sugar. Now, hemoglobin is the part of your red blood cell, cells that carry oxygen from your lungs into the rest of your body. You know, oxygen, that's primary. The great thing about this test is that the hemoglobin A1C number is an average of the amount of sugar that's attached to hemoglobin over the past three months. It's also called glycated hemoglobin. Now, it's so great that it's an average because, so if you went to a party last night and you ate everything in sight, uh, it's still going to reflect the average of what you've done in the last three months, at the average of how your body is dealing with sugar. So now this, this is something that likely your doctor is testing. I mean, it's very standard of care, so it should be on your uh, blood test. If it's not, make sure it gets tested. You want to know your hemoglobin A1C. The second number that you need to know is your fasting insulin. Now, this is a number that your doctor may not be testing. You're probably going to have to ask for it, but it's super important and it's often overlooked. So it's important because it can help you identify very early insulin resistance um, or even hypoglycemia, low blood sugar. Now, insulin is a hormone that's produced by the, the pancreas. It's responsible for getting glucose or sugar from the blood into the cells where that sugar can be used for energy. If the sugar stays in the bloodstream, it causes inflammation. And that's, you know, that's what we've been talking about. Now, um, fasting insulin is a very accurate test that predicts your trend toward diabetes. In fact, the earliest predictor of type 2 diabetes is low insulin sensitivity in your muscles. So if your fasting insulin levels are high, then that means that your pancreas is is overcompensating and uh, trying to help you. It's trying to spit out extra insulin to get all that glucose from, from your bloodstream into your cells. It means that your cells may be becoming insulin resistant and you want to know that. Now, you know, that your pancreas can only overproduce for so long uh, before, you know, bigger problems 
arise. So your insulin levels usually become imbalanced long before you see higher than optimal hemoglobin A1C. So you want both of these numbers. Uh, they're, they're super interesting. Now, if either of these numbers is off at all, then you need to start uh, testing your fasting blood glucose every morning. This doesn't sound fun, and I'm here to tell you that it's it's not really like my favorite part of the morning. I'm, I'm sharing this with you uh, because of something that happened to me. Now, if you've listened to episode five of Vitality Mindset Made Simple, then you know that I was uh, recently, recently diagnosed with very early chronic lymphocytic leukemia. Now, during all of that testing, um, I had my hemoglobin A1C tested, which I always have every year. It's always been normal, always been low, in fact. But at the at this juncture this year, it was 5.5. But the hemoglobin A1C range for prediabetes is 5.7 to 6.4. So this was very alarming to me because my hemoglobin A1C, or often just called A1C, uh, was was pushing high. And, and I know what type 2 diabetes is. I've seen it with my patients. I've seen it in my family. And I wanted to, I want to attack it early. And I will do anything I have to do to keep it down. I've learned just kind of from researching chronic lymphocytic leukemia, CLL, that um, that a lot of uh, leukemias and a lot of cancers generally can hijack your blood glucose. So it's really a good way to know just, you know, how things are working. And um, because the cancer tries to uh, hijack glucose so that it gets more glucose and, um, that's that's another podcast. Super interesting. So consequently, every morning I do a simple test, a, a, you know, a blood a finger stick, and it's not totally painless. I could wish I, I wish I could say it was, but I I do that when I first wake up to measure my fasting blood glucose. Now it's really interesting because it does depend on what I've eaten the day before. It also depends on you know, what time I ate, but, but I'm learning what raises it. I'm keeping track of that. And I'm learning what keeps it in a, a lower, lower range. So I want my fasting blood glucose to be below 99. You, I want yours to be below that too. You want it to be in, you know, the high eighties or in the, in the nineties, low nineties. And so, you know, you might need to change some things as a result, but I'm seeing firsthand that diabetes, type 2 diabetes is not a pooping bird. I mean, it has so much to do with lifestyle choices. And in um, some of those choices are, 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 you know, they're not easy, but it is, it can be stress-free when you know what the complications are. When you have the mindset of what you want to feel like, when you have the mindset that you're going to make small changes and you're not going to resent those changes because you want to feel good. It's, it's, it's really uh, so important to, to, to know what the complications are, to know where you're headed so that you cannot go there. So I pray this information is helpful to you. I hope it helps your loved ones, to your friends. Thank you for sharing it. Remember, these bodies are only our our uh, God-given relationship vehicles. They're not going to last forever, but we do want to take the best care possible of these earthly ve- vehicles because it's where we have to live. And uh, we have lots of living to do, lots of loving to do, and uh, we want to use our God-given 
gifts. We want to live out our purpose and we want to feel good doing all that. Um, as a side note, uh, I'm, I'm designing a, a, a user-friendly self-paced online class on prediabetes because it's hit me, um, you know, so clearly in the face. I mean, some some days my my blood sugar is way up in the prediabetes range. So I'm learning a lot. So my goal is to have this class ready by January 1st, uh, 2022. And so I'll have more details uh, on that later. You know, stay tuned for that. I, I, I want it to be really good. So thank you for joining me today for Vitality Mindset Made Simple. We're now in 22 countries, actually, and uh, 202 cities. Thanks to you. It's because you're sharing it. I'm not good at marketing, so it's all because of you. Uh, together, we can take the stress out of being healthy. Blessings until next time.